0: You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production.
1: Welcome to Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I am your host, Curtis. I go by Trialificent on all social media. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. There are so many podcasts out there that you can listen to, and you choose to listen to this one, and I am eternally grateful. Speaking of, if you want to support this podcast and its home network, aka Flawless Noises Media Network, you can do so in two ways. One, go to patreon.com slash flawless noises and sign up. In exchange for a little bit of money, you will be getting a lot of bonus content from myself and other hosts on Flawless Noises. You can also purchase some merchandise to help support this show. Go to flawlessnoises.com slash store, pick up a shirt or a tote, and now we're gonna get the show started. So I want to welcome back one of my favorite podcasters in the grassroots podcast community and one of my favorite gemini's just one of my favorite people in general you guys john salvatore bean (laughs) stray whoever whatever other flavor of the month last name that he has he is in the building welcome back sir
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you for the kind words. And more importantly, thank you for having me on the show again. You know how I feel about you. You know I'm crazy about you. And I just love working with you. So, of course, I'm just, I'm super amped to be on today.
1: Yes, I'm very excited. We always have good conversations. We do. So, I've been looking forward to this. And this conversation in particular, because we're going to be picking up from a past topic of which you were a part Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to be an interesting conversation because we're going to really kind of see what has changed about our opinions regarding podcasts since the last time we did the cast chat episode. So that is episode 68 and it was a two hour episode, a little bit longer than my usual episode lengths. It was featuring John and Jackie And we just went through a lot of different things, pet peeves, do's, don'ts about podcasting from our own experience, things that we've learned. So now we're going to come back. We're going to have this conversation again. And we're going to see what has changed in our opinion since we had that last conversation. But before we do that, we got to do the queer query. (laughs) My favorite part. Let's go. Question. All right, Mr. Salvatore, first question. If okay. you were trapped on a deserted island, what three people would you want with you?
0: Okay. First person I want on the deserted island with me is my best friend, my brother, Ray. Uh, I have to have Ray there because we always have the best times. and like He couldn't be closer to me than my actual brother because we just have such a great dynamic. I would have my grandma on the island with me, even though, because you and I were talking prior to the show, like, I love her to death. She's spunky, and I just love her so much, and she's got, like, such a warm, just crazy energy, so I would definitely have my grandma. Um, I'm going to have for my third person, because I'm going to have to have explicit gay sex. Mm. So I'm going to have Victor Cruz on the island with me as well.
1: You know what? Fair. And I've been thinking about this question Mm -hmm. and I hadn't gotten to the point where I was actually able to put names. I was just thinking positions. And so you actually took one of the positions no pun intended out of (laughs) because i'm like i definitely need somebody to bust it down slabiana with okay so that would be one role that would need to be filled um i think the other role that i would want to have filled would be someone that can cook like a chef Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and depending on which chef it could those two roles could be combined because immediately uh g garvin comes to mind and he could be right. both i'm gonna be honest he could be both but let's just say for the sake of this conversation they're separate so i will want one person that i can have this sex with i want somebody that can cook and i would say the third role would be probably somebody that's close to me okay. so one of my closest friends my family the three of us would be on that island you know what and i would even throw my friend or family member which honestly is a friend too i would throw them a bone and i might even pick either a bisexual man for the sex depending on which friend i bring but probably would be a woman so she needs to get her rocks off too and it ain't gonna be me so (laughs) so either the it kind of damn wait it's coming across kind of sex slavey though no i don't think it is I mean, if it's only going to be four people on the island, somebody going to be fucking. So let's Ooh. make, let's pick attractive, just person that's there to be pretty and attractive chef, so that we everybody can have somebody to fuck.
0: Okay, I'm with
1: that. I'm with that. That's- we got the chef, so we can eat. I want I don't know if we're gonna eat good because I guess it depends on what island we on. But exactly. Because <laughs> if we're on the island of Misfit Toys, we in trouble. But <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. I would. I'm. I'm looking more so for the roles, and then later I could fill in names if I wanted to. But that's how I would do it. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I feel like
1: you know our our needs would be met to a certain degree. We can entertain ourselves with or without our genitals. We can eat. You know, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. You know, Island. There you go.
0: That's what-
1: Uh, okay next question what kind of updates regardless of if you use them or not would you make to gay dating slash sex apps so I'm talking about your grinders your jacks those types Uh of apps
0: what would I do to update them Um, that's a good question I would allow more pictures um, I want to say Somewhat like what tinder does where I think you can have nine or ten pictures. I would definitely add nine or ten pictures and I I Would make the the features that you have to really pay for more so free because Some of those features are basic as fuck. And why am I paying X amount of dollars per month to do things that I can do on other sites? So I mean,
1: stuff as simple as just being able to block people like I get trying to have people pay for it and support the community. But Mm -hmm. listen, beloved, if I'm one of those people that is just pretty enough or sexy enough or whatever enough that I'm always having people kind of like harass me and stuff I don't want to have to pay to have a peaceful experience and be able to block people that are being disrespectful or whatever so I thought that that's always been strange to me like okay you only get so many blocks and then you need to pay and it's just like okay but what if I'm being harassed now I can't block people exactly because I've run out of blocks (laughs) I don't know so I'm with you there
0: um i would maybe and maybe this ha- is available and i just don't know because i don't understand technology but probably make a like a, a web like where it can transition from the app to an actual like website but maybe it, it couldn't necessarily do that because it's based off a location um, no no but they
1: have apps with they have a web, they have website like adam for adam is still around and it's an a website with an app so yeah that that definitely uh yeah, works
0: yeah see it maybe transition into a full-fledged website as well yeah okay it kind of um, maybe take on some elements of like the old bgc before it was bgc live it was just bgc
1: yeah yeah and how's bgc dead um Good. i think i would probably just do a brand new app that way i'm not stepping on anybody's toes Right. with making major changes to an app that is been the way that they are used to it being, or the way that they define it. um, right. So on my brand new app, one of the first rules would be you have to have a picture. There's no oh. anonymity as far as people not knowing how you look like if you want to do that, I respect that if you will for whatever reason you don't want to share your picture, keep that on Jacked, keep that on Grinder. On my wow. app, either you have a picture and it has to be of you, or you're just not gonna be able to join the community because, you know, I'm trying to foster a specific feel. Like everybody can see who everybody is. You know, I may not I may make some of the basic stuff as far as stats and and things like that, mandatory, but for the most part, I'll let you do what you want to do. But things like age, you know, um, height, I guess maybe not weight, but certain things, basically, um, I don't want anyone to log into the app, get a message from somebody, open the profile and there's nothing there. Right, and you're sitting there wondering, okay, so why is this person messaging me? Like, who is this person? You know, and they always have some type of reason for not having all of this stuff, and it's like, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever.
0: Oh, I should be, that should be aggy as
1: fuck. But it's like you're messaging me purely on the fact that you can see what I look like and you like it, or it's it's good enough, whatever. But you don't give me that courtesy. And then I'm wrong for not wanting to get to know you. And it's like, okay, but you're not getting to know me because my sparkling personality is like I always wonder about that. Like how many profiles are y'all sending messages with nothing on there when you have nothing on your profile? Because I guarantee you, y'all not sending messages to each other trying to get to know each other based off of personality alone. You send the messages to people like me, people like John, who actually have a picture because it's a visual medium. Thank you. So it's just like, you know, you don't I don't want people slinking into the corner. And again, this would not be an app for everybody. If that's what you want to do, this is why it would be a new app, because those other apps do what you do. But when you come here, rules and guidelines, we have pictures, we have stats, we have things that actually have people get to know each other. You can have a switch. Are you here for friends? Or are you here for fucking? Are you here for a long-term relationship? And you can look at different views based on what you want, you know? But the biggest thing I think on my app would be the community regulation, I guess. So if you're on there and you are s- scrolling through the for friendship area or for relationship areas, sending dick pictures you out of there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Somewhere. Use it the way that we intend for y'all to use it or you got to go. Like there's a whole area for just sex. Don't be bothering people that's looking for their their white king. So th- <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay, you know what that was too much. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about all of that hoopla that's been on Twitter about black celebrities and and white partners. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. date
1: who you want to date i don't care about none of that y'all um a brand new very structured app that is going to hopefully foster some better community you know so when you when they people when people say okay i'm gonna get on i don't know whatever my app is called hey bitch hey whatever the app is called <laughs> Not <laughs> a <good change. laughs> it's, a good, it's a good experience hopefully you find what you're looking for but even if you don't find what you're looking for at least you don't leave with a sour taste in your mouth because you were being harassed or you kept getting all this spam or you kept getting these messages from blank profiles all of that stuff is the stuff that i would get rid of so that's what i would do that's what i would oh. do who knows maybe one day i'll do it or somebody else is already working on it and Again, I'm with you. I would love to just maybe have one of these apps where the features actually feel like they're worth the money. Right. Because you look at some of these and they want like $40 a month. And I'm like, what am I paying $40 a month for? I get 40 of my U.S.
0: American dollars. Not a chance in hell. Listen, if
1: I'm on your app and you expect me to pay $40 a month for premium features, I better be getting treated like Prince Hakeem, okay? The royal penis needs attention. I want to be fed grapes while I'm in the bathtub. I want to be carried on the shoulders of big, thick-ankled Samoan men, okay, for $40 a month. like yes.
0: Mm. Simone,
1: man. listen listen that is definitely i'm trying to figure out how i can get to hawaii next year for that exact reason give me the hawaiian man give me the samoan man give me all of that but anyway
0: i have a question so the x-men are now part of the mcu you get to choose five x-men to be or excuse me to make their debut in the marvel cinematic universe what five x-men are you choosing
1: Oh, mm. so I'm just going to do off the top of my head. I'm not going to put a lot of thought into it. So don't judge me about my choices. I'm going off of memory. I'm not as well versed in the X-Men universe as a lot of my fellow gears. But um, I would definitely want to see Apocalypse done right. Okay. I want the... I don't want to say sassy, but I want the apocalypse that we got from the X-Men animated series, yes, where I he was that. just over the top, doing the most, and feeling like everybody was his bitch. <laughs> right. So, definitely want to see some apocalypse. Um I would want to see Prometheus. Oh. Because... Okay. <laughs> not because i feel like he's such an important character in the x-men universe but i think his particular powers if they're done by the right which we're talking about the mcu so i feel like it would be close to being right at least it would be enjoyable right seeing them visualize and project his powers what that would look like because can you imagine like a the level of production that they do for like I don't know, Dr. Strange's powers or um, something like that. I think seeing Prometheus's powers would be very interesting, almost like how they did with the reality stone, except it would be very controlled, much smaller. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be like a full screen type of adaptation, but I would be mildly curious to see what they do with Prometheus and and how they do that. Um, Definitely got to have, my baby mama rogue make her debut that's
0: anna marie we need you mom rogue Mm
1: -hmm. is one of my favorite characters and you know over the years i've had to learn to appreciate like i want to say like the real quote-unquote rogue and not just the rogue that i'm used to from growing up that had all of the superpowers like you know the strength and indestructibility and all of that
0: right
1: um it's not A character, but I'm going to cheat a little bit. I want to see all of the Lalandra shit. The name of the people is is escaping me right now. I can't think of it either. But I I want all of that. Lalandra, Deathbird, Dekin, the Emcron crystal. Yeah, I want. I want all of that. I want all of the Star Jammers. Give it. Give me all. I want to see Gladiator. Which I guess I could have just said I want to see Gladiator, and by extension, the rest of it comes with it, you know, because I definitely right. want to see a version of the Phoenix Saga that is following either the show or the comics. Like the I don't want to see no more adaptations, reimaginations oh, of the God, Phoenix story. True. Give me the story that has been in place for quite some time. That's what I want to see. Give me that. Is that five or is that four? That's four. Oh shit. Um who else? Who else? Who else? Give me Emma Frost. Yes.
0: I'm here for it. But give
1: yeah. give me Emma Frost again more comic Emma Frost. I don't Some of these adaptations of Emma Frost and like the video games and stuff have been I'm like eh, I don't know about this. And
0: Nothing.
1: I liked X-Men first class, but I was like, who is this Emma Frost? And why is she getting, that was, and I'm like, if she is diamond, why is she getting beat up by? Okay. <laughs> Magneto choking her out with a damn bedpost. All right.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm not
1: sure how a copper bedpost is breaking diamond skin, diamonds, but you know, I'm not a scientist. So maybe that is possible. Maybe with enough pressure, but I don't know. But I think that's what I would want to see. And I guess an honorable mention would be, eh, not really, because I'm sure if it's X Men, Magneto gonna be there either way. So, right, that would be mine. But what about you? I'm very curious to see who you would want to see. Who's your? Follow? I
0: I want to see Polaris. Mm. I want to see Jean Grey. I want to see Rogue, Storm and i want to see nightcrawler those are the five x-men i want to see in the new mcu mm. uh universe when the x-men come
1: yeah i was gonna say storm but i feel like the the little bit of a leaks that we've gotten about storm possibly being introduced in black panther so i, I didn't mention her because i feel like we're already gonna get that
0: yeah i feel like we're gonna get that too in black i mean we have enough time it's four years away
1: three years away like what the hell I mean, I get it, you know, I guess when they announced, I don't even know if they really started working on it heavy, but I I think some of that is more timeline. I don't know if it's going to take them that long to do that movie, but who knows? uh ryan coogler with his very very sexy ass might Thank
0: you. very handsome blow very
1: handsome. the roof off the shit and give us some shit we weren't even expecting you know i i feel like when we get there it's gonna be like it was worth the wait kind of how black panther was like we have been waiting for black panther for what a year yeah <laughs> people plant their whole outfit that's another thing you know what i'm saying y'all got plenty of time to get your outfits together right okay I'm here for. Like yeah, I don't want to wait that long. That is a very long wait. But we also have a lot coming through from Disney and Marvel in general. Like Disney Plus is going to be debuting this fall and there's going to be tons of content on there. Now, I don't know the 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 schedule for the shows that they're doing, but they're doing a shitload of shows. So, yeah. I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there. Well, that wraps up john's favorite segment and you know what it's slowly becoming my favorite segment again too and it's only one of two segments so it's like really you know top two and it ain't number two i guess (laughs) but we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back and we're going to get into the podcast conversation thank you for supporting the flawless noises media network you can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at FlawlessNoises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With five and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. In my best John (laughs) Salvatore uh, impression, it's that time, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know (laughs) why. it is time for the main topic we are going to be doing just a little chitty chatty about podcasts again and it's one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite topics actually to talk to john about so i thought what better thing to do for episode 122 then bring my Gemini pal on and let's we'll just give a little refresher about how we feel about podcasts. I want to say it was episode 68 the last time we had this conversation. So if you're interested in that, it is one of my longer episodes. I believe it was two hours. Yeah, a
0: little over two hours.
1: But uh, it was good content. And I think we're going to do the same here, so let's just kinda catch up and and see where we are. In the past year or however long it's been since episode sixty eight, <laughs> have the number of podcasts that you listen to on a regular basis changed?
0: They have changed with the amount that I listen to, some because people have decided not to do podcasts anymore yeah. or people have taken indefinite hiatuses, which is okay. And then there are just some where you get to a point and you're like, okay, the perspectives that certain people have aren't necessarily in touch with reality. And you're like, you know what? I have to check out on this because I don't know what Earth 32 they're living on, but this, it's a no for me, dog. So I, I have to gracefully bow out. I appreciated the time while I was listening and what you brought to the, the culture, but at this time the all the the fake accolades I can't I just I have to stop I'm sorry
1: oh well um I would say more so for myself the number definitely has changed it's gone down and there's a few reasons for that one of the biggest reasons is that I just don't have as much free time as I used to mm-hmm. with the network doing things and all of this sh- content that we put out and because i edit all of the shows on the network i reach my podcast quota a lot faster than i used to if that makes sense because now it's not just editing my show and then i get to listen to all these podcasts now it's editing my show editing however other many shows that go out that week for the network and in order to edit i listen to through the whole episode so now every day i've already listened to two to three podcasts by the time i get to work which is where i do my heavy podcast listening i might listen to one or two and then i'm like eh, i'm good I, let me listen to some music sometimes I'm, I'm i'm even like let me hit that silence let me see what that silence is hitting for
0: Oh, I can't do silence at work, Ooh, but you are good for that. I, I can
1: only do it in the morning when no one's there, like literal silence, not like I'm not listening to anything, but all of the ambient noise of the office is still going on. I don't do that, but early in the morning, it's, it's just easier to listen to silence and just kind of clear my head, I guess, if you will um the number that I listen to consistently is definitely less than 10 mm-hmm. and it used to be double that like the last time we had this conversation it used to be double that and some oh, of that too is certain podcasts that I that were in my weekly rotation um are now defunct shout out to the outline and a few others and I've been trying new ones but you know it takes time to get into them and like you said sometimes my perspective on things changes where hosts of podcasts don't and so that's one of those instances where it's like okay i need to remove myself from the equation because obviously you're gonna do what you're gonna do because it's your podcast and as you should but as the consumer as the listener i get to choose what i want to hear and there have been podcast hosted by Cishet men that I've given chances that I'm just like eh, if I had a choice you know there's some that I've picked up uh, shout out to Marsha's Plate one of my favorite podcasts definitely on my weekly rotation but that number has definitely decreased have the top three podcasts that you enjoy changed in the past few months or year
0: the top three have they changed? Um, I, I don't want to say they've changed per se. Like, certain episodes, like, they're, you know, how when you do a show, like, certain shows have, like, a streak of, like, really, really dope content. So they may ri- rise in the rankings, and then someone else may have that, and then they rise in the rankings. So I want to say for the most part, um, yes and no. Um, some have shot up, and only because others have really just exceeded expectations so okay. it's i want to say the core like i have podcasts that i listen to but the core of my you know my top five or in this instance top three they shuffle around you know yeah. they go over bronze themselves in that capacity and everything um i will say that you have shot, uh, and not because we're friends and because I'm on the show, but I have really been loving what you've been bringing to the table. Um, you know, I always go out for you when you do solo shows. So you are definitely um, in that. So, yeah. so.
1: Oh, how I want to be in that oh, number. Huh. <laughs> I hate you oh uh, well likewise your show is still in my top three thank you if for no other reason i just like to sometimes listen to see how drunk you are
0: because <laughs> <laughs> nigga, sometimes i be sloshed you know? i'd be like how did i even get through the intro
1: <laughs> indeed. Was indeed so the john effect obviously the read is still in my top three i just i enjoy it i'm i've really been looking at the read at a different angle the deeper that we get into ratchet ramblings i've been kind of looking at understanding comedy a little bit better so i've mm-hmm. really been paying attention to how kid fury moves on that show and even crystal to an extent um and then to round out the three i usually am listening to ratchet ramblings like i'll go back and listen to old episodes in the heartbeat right which you know trash is gonna be trash but <laughs> i just you know sometimes i just like to laugh i just like to let go and go against the grain and that's what we do on that show so none of that stuff is serious you know we say some outlandish stuff but y'all do. you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it curtis what it'd be candace <laughs> okay
0: it'd be all three of y'all niggas.
1: how you come on just, man it ain't no loyalty in these podcast streets damn just gonna throw me under the bus on my own show well if you had the power or the influence i guess either or mm-hmm. what three podcasts not including your own would you propel to bigger statuses? So I'm talking about the Reed, Joe Budden's, the Joe Rogan's, the, the juggernauts of podcasting.
0: Who would I propel? Okay. So I would definitely propel the officially street podcast um, because I think what they do is so great. And I feel I feel like they're on the bubble and I feel like they're what's next. Um, especially in this indie community that we have. Um, Of course, I want to say the baby boys, but I'm not going to say them because they don't even want that type of attention. Um, I would definitely say Gay Side Stories. I feel that you need that, not you need, but I would love to see you have that push and I would love to see you have the budget and the range to really just amplify your show and just really speak to the masses and really show what you can do because I love what you do and I wish I could do it so I, I will just live oh, you please
1: too. you've so done it
0: I, but you do it naturally like I have to like anyway you I think you're great at it and I think you would be a beacon of light for the representation that we need oh, um, thank Brand you yourself. And lastly, I would do Triple T because, of course, the DMV, they're from the DMV, I'm from the DMV. I fucking love their show. Like, I'm hooked on their show. So they are going to be my third choice.
1: Okay. Uh, My three that I would propel would be, I mentioned it already, marcia's plate out of houston mm-hmm. texas it's a show hosted by three black trans people and the conversations that they have first of all they're just naturally funny especially the one of the hosts mia she's hilarious um diamond is very very knowledgeable so it's like you get a laugh and then you get you get a story and you get to learn and they've been doing a thing on there where they've kind of been going over some basics of transness i guess that they call trans one-on-one and i think it's just really really informative and i think that it would be a good thing to have reach the masses to help understand the trans experience better because while there are quite a few bigots and transphobic people i think that there's probably a big number of people that just don't know and so that you don't know how they would handle it you don't know what they would have to say because they're not exposed to it like ever and I think that having a podcast be out there that people could listen to and just kind of hear that we're regular people we have the same kind of things going on and we have different things going on and we would very much like for you to listen to us so that you can understand some of the different things that we go have going on in our lives why not amplify that um yeah. the next one would be What Did You Do, hosted by Charnel and D. And Yo. that's just simply because that lane of true crime obviously does not have enough black and people of color in it. You're right. And I've been Kind of watching from the sidelines and and observing because, you know, I would consider Sharnel a a podcast acquaintance. He's been on this show and we've done things, collaborating and whatnot. Right. And it's not just because of that, but I really think that they have found their niche and they've been growing. They've been getting opportunities. They they went to like a crime con this year. I saw that. That was dope. And so I just would love for their show to be big like some of the other shows, because let's be honest, podcasting, just like most industries of note, are dominated by white voices. This is very true. But the thirst for different voices is still there, which is why shows like that, they they have momentum. And so I say, let's just keep the momentum going and, and shoot them right to the top. And then the last one is actually a show that's close to me. It's Mama Meets World. Uh, and that's hosted by my good friend, Bree, who is the mother of my God kids, one of my closest friends. Um, and I'm not picking this just because it's a show that I helped put together. I chose this because I think that what she does on that show is brilliant. It is a perspective that doesn't have a lot of representation. You don't hear a lot of podcasts about black moms talking about black mom stuff and black woman stuff. And I think that we need more of that. I I would love to see more black women be able to see themselves in podcasts and not feel like they have to be funny or they have to be woke or they have to be all these things. They can just be a woman. They can just be a black mom and still feel like they're represented. Right. So I would definitely propel that podcast and watch it soar, you know, and I can just sit back where I am. I don't have to soar with it and just feel a little proud that I helped bring that to fruition but more so that my friend is, number one, actualizing her vision, Mm -hmm. and number two, that people are seeing the vision along with her. Right. So let's talk about growth a little bit. As a reminder, for people who may not be familiar or haven't been keeping track of your calendar, how long have you been podcasting?
0: How long have I been podcasting? 84 so, years <laughs> next month will make three and a half years so the end of next month makes three and a half years that i have been podcasting and i'm still i still am taking aback that i've been doing it for air quotes heavy air quotes this long yeah
1: and so i'm surprised
0: i'm honestly shocked that i'm still here
1: i'm not you too have found <laughs> <Thank> a lane. that <laughs> you. Do you it well. I, was, I was like, "Ooh,
0: I don't know." Well, I will say it gets easier year over year, but I'm like, "How have I not somewhat burnt out?" Because you know, I've had for the first year, it was just me dedicated to my own show. I really didn't do guest appearances, and as the sh- you know, as the years have gone by, I've had you know companion shows, and I've done you know a more um collaborating and guest spots but yeah um i and i mean i've quit the show like a million times in the last three and a half years so yeah i've been doing it for three and a half years
1: cool, cool. well you guys should know that it's been about two and a half or a little bit more than two and a half years here it'll be three in january actually so i guess closer to three than anything what have you learned about the podcast community in the last uh, six months of podcasting?
0: What I've learned in the last six months is to kind of... How do I, how do I put this? I've learned that in some regards, podcasting is just podcasting um, for some. For me, it's, it's just that. It's podcasting. It's a hobby. I'm not trying to be put on. I'm not trying to be you know, best friends with everybody, the people that, you know, I connect with outside of podcasting that I consider friends, you know, I have that. And my thing is you're not gonna always have that with everyone and I don't think you should necessarily want that with everyone. Some things are just going to be organic and they're going to just grow and you're gonna have those friendships. But I think I've learned that some people in this community, they take it a little too serious in that regards. And there are a lot of egos and i just have kind of like purposely kind of taken myself out of the loop on a lot of things where you know i want to support you and i want to uplift you and you know because it's hard to do this it's hard to do this in this capacity but you know i i just i'm not i'm taking a page from the baby boys like i'm going to show and we'll throw it out there, and I'm, you know, cut up with who I cut up on online and social media, and just leave it there, and then you know, have the relationships that I've formed outside of podcasting, you know, stand alone there. So I've learned that with um, podcasting in this community in the last six months, I've learned that one day you're in, the next day you're out, and that's not just with podcasting. I think that's just with life as a whole. Um, so yeah I want to say that's um, what I've learned Mm,
1: okay Uh, honestly I don't know if I've learned that much about the community as a whole because I've been so focused on the network so I have been learning a lot of the ins and outs of making podcasts that I don't host (laughs) trying to form some type of consistency and things of that nature. It's really been my, my focus. So I would dare say I've probably learned a little bit more about myself and my capabilities Mm
0: -hmm. when
1: it comes to podcasting, than the community as a whole, because I've really taken a big step back from the community. Although I will say one other thing is I've learned the importance and the power of connecting and collaborating. And it's interesting. I know for me to say that because this show has had countless guests. Mm -hmm. I've had guests on the show since what episode 16. Yeah. Only a handful of those since episode 16 have been solo shows, you know, Definitely, probably less than 15, maybe even less than 10. I haven't done that many solo shows, and I've had return guests, I've had new guests, and so you would think, of all people, I would know the power of collaborating and things of that nature, but those have all been things that I have controlled. And what I learned in the past six months, especially since moving to Seattle, is allowing someone to connect with me is just as important as me connecting with someone else if that makes sense and what i'm referencing in that specifically is the couple that i met before i moved here and then we linked since i've been here jay and ray who host the he said he said podcast because as a uh, jay says affectionately we met through these hashtags like literally i don't know what hashtag i was using that he picked up on and we ended up linking via instagram dm and that went all the way to doing the news feature and it, i really had to sit back and, and think it was like this is what happens when i release control of things and let people work with me and rather than me trying to always control the narrative right which a lot of people probably don't realize that i do that but you know i'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to my podcast so Uh, you have
0: to be because this is your baby
1: right and so i'm very very careful with that kind of stuff of, of who i want to work with and Matching the conversations with the hosts, and hopefully having those good conversations and it sounds organic because it is organic it's you know it's nothing forced like we're not reading scripts or anything of that nature. we're just you know having these conversations that I do take the time to outline, and so that collaborating spirit and not just the spirit but the the execution is very important. And I wanna say that I was casually aware of it before, but now it's just like blatantly in my face. You know what I mean? hmm So I kinda already answered this next question, but I'm curious to see what your answer would be. What have you learned about yourself during the course of podcasting?
0: Oh, okay. Ooh, I feel like Bionice's gonna be getting the pretty Hurts video. Ooh, <laughs> what I, about myself. Um I've learned about myself that I'm not on the mic. I'm not as one-dimensional as I thought I was. Um I always thought my lane was gonna be like and not to not a direct, you know, correlation, but I, I always thought my lane was gonna be just the fun. Um, silly, air quote, messy um, podcast in the vein of The Wendy Williams Show. Uh,
1: I'm glad you're you're saying that because you and the baby boys have that so bad about putting yourselves in that box. And it's like, okay, but then you have these episodes where it's like the box is gone because you get into everything. You know what I mean? I'll be like, I wish they would stop doing that. It's like, you can do it. Choosing not to do it doesn't mean you can't do it. And that ability shows up where you would not expect it or where you don't realize that it's going to happen Mm -hmm. because, you know, the ability is there. So you don't have to put yourself in that box. It's like, I want to be this fun, but that's not life. Like life is not you get to always just be fun, have fun. Like even when you don't mean to, it's just stuff happening in the world that you feel passionate about and it seeps out. And those are some of the best episodes of Baby Boy Podcast and yours, to be quite honest, is when we get that vulnerability. And I think it's also important not to snatch your whole answer away from you. But I think it's very important, and I'm glad that you're saying that, because that vulnerability really helps your audience connect with you as a host and as a podcaster. You're right. You know, podcasts where I don't really get a feel for the host, I don't Mm -hmm. really... I don't really fuck with, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. because at some point I'm gonna be like, okay, what? Where's the relatability? Like, if if it's so planned and it's so structured and it's so scripted or whatever, however you put your podcast together, that it's more of that than the actual person. whereas then it's just like, why am I listening to this? And that's no shade. I'm saying for me as a listener, I'm an well, I won't say avid because I just talked about how I only listen to like four podcasts. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it is it's just the vulnerability is is, in my opinion, important to connect with audiences. But go ahead.
0: Right. Um whatever so even with that to kind of piggyback on what you were saying. So I have made it a point to try to pepper more um personal effects into the show because at times there was like it'd be you know, some time. And then some Some of the listeners and some of my friends are like, yo, I love when you tell personal effects, try to tell some more. And I'm like, I can only tell them if they happen. Like, I can't make up a story to try to, because I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy. So I can't do that. Um, other things that I've noticed that I don't feel as nervous. Well, what I've grown is I'm not as nervous. You would think that being that I've done this for quite some time, that you know, it, it just comes second nature. Sometimes it comes second nature, but I'm going to be honest, nigga. Sometimes it has taken me four or five takes to do the intro. I mean, granted, I drink heavily during the show. But still, even with that, in the past, I used to get the – I on just a little back uh, story. I used to do the show in one take, and I did not break the segments up. I would do a whole show in one take – Uh, No segments broken up for like 27 minutes. No music, no outros, no flips. And, you know, I'm at a place where now because I understand technology more in the editing process, air quote, I do the show in segments. So even doing it with segments, I'm like, I am really stumbling over this intro. Like the last last episode I did, it took me an hour to record the intro because I fucked up all the time. I've also noticed that I am a little bit of a perfectionist and I have a certain vision on how I want things. And I think that's kind of why, you know, some of the companion shows are no longer in production because I wanted to just focus on my brand because I wanted to take it back to basics and I wanted to be where, when I came onto the scene, it was just me. And I've always been an avid fan of everyone and I always want everyone to win, But it's okay. I've I've come to learn that I'm a little selfish when it comes to my creative input on things. And I want to just focus on myself and I want to just, you know, push that narrative. So, yeah. So, you know, the things that I've, you know, you know, put on other shows, it's time for Papa to bring it back home. And it's time to implement those things. And I think that's just only going to allow me to grow, you know, artistically as a podcaster because ideas that I've put in, you know, these companion shows, bring them back. It gives a fresh take on the John effect because not everyone that listens to the John effect podcast was listening to the panel or was listening to Jackie and John or was listening to the pod panel. So it's great that I can kind of, reinvent the show a little bit in that aspect.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's talk about representation a little bit. So we talked about what specific podcasts we would elevate. What voices specifically, and I don't mean people, I mean groups of people. So let's say like the trans community or black women what group would you want to see more amplified? I honestly
0: would like to see, and forgive me if I sound ignorant or not cultured or whatever, I would like to see the voice of the trans man community Mm -hmm. um, amplified. I feel like I'm, I'm here for all my brothers and sisters within our community. And I feel like and you you may agree, there there's always hierarchy in things. And I feel like where in our community, trans women are at the bottom of the totem pole, which I hated, it. it's like that, but you know, we have to move that forward. But I feel like even trans men are further down and it's almost Mockery of trans
1: men. I was gonna say it's almost like they're not taken serious,
0: right? I feel like you know we go up and and we you know hold trans women in high regards, and we kind of like turn our nose up or just you know okay y'all when it comes to trans men, and I hate that. And I would love to see the trans man voice amplified, and I would love to see them take center stage, and I would like more representation because. They deserve the same visibility and respect that the trans women do, that the cis hetero women and you know cis hetero, well cis, lesbian, everyone else. They yeah. they need to have the same <laughs> visibility as everybody else.
1: Actually, I agree. That was going to be my answer. Tr- more and trans voices. Yes, brothers. Um, definitely a concentration on more trans men just to hear their stories because i not i think the reason why that's important is because just given the biological aspect of the trans man's experience things that affect cis women affect them as well right and so if for no other reason which there are tons of other reasons but If for no other reason that you would want to amplify that voice it's because of that you know what i mean like abortion bans and 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 things of that nature affect trans men too given you know what's going on with their bodies obviously we don't know and it's not our business the overarching feeling towards women and reproduction I won't even say women. I would say the reproductive side of women because I don't really see much where you can tell that lawmakers actually care about women. They care more about the reproductive organs than the actual woman. But that still affects trans men because a lot of them want to have children. They want to bear children. And so some of those laws do affect them as well. So I definitely think that their voices need to be amplified overall, but it's definitely in the podcast community as well. um, And then more black women and more black LGB, <laughs> you know, really the whole community. I feel like we need more representation because when the conversations come up about podcasts, the first thing you see are white men. Yes. And when the conversation comes up about lgbt podcast the first thing you see are white men and white women
0: right we only have the read we need more voices of color outside of the read we need we need to have a variety we have a whole litter of these white podcasters and they're not the default we need to have the same representation right
1: because a lot of times a lot of these popular white podcasts They they only appeal to white people, you know, and I'm not even trying to be funny or whatever other word you want to insert. (laughs) There are a lot of white people that default to themselves. And so they don't even know how to do things where other people can relate. And that I see that a lot in the podcast community. Like. I don't know what it is about people of color and black people but we kind of have this innate ability to do things and we can do it's almost like a duality, you know what I mean? It's like we can do things that are specific to our community that everyone will understand, i.e. going in a karaoke bar full of black people and singing contagious by the Isley Brothers. Oh. We're going to come together. You know what I mean? We know how to do that, but we also know how to be vulnerable and put ourselves out there in a way that other people can relate to which is why you know some of our black celebrities are so beloved because they they know how to cross over for lack of a better term but i don't feel like a lot of white voices in podcasting know how to do that at least not from what I've seen. And a lot of times that, you know, they automatically get praise when they haven't done much work. Like I saw an article a couple of weeks ago talking about podcasting and it was nothing but like white male comedians. And I'm like, they didn't even pioneer the podcast game. Why do they get the shine about the lu- the lucrative nature of podcasting when they didn't help build the lane? But you know, such is the case with when you watch whiteness work. And again, that's no shade to white people. It just it is what it is. And and my perspective is different because, again, I, I was not brought up. I'm not conditioned to consider myself the default like they are. So I think we can both agree that white voices are probably the most amplified in podcasting. And Sound some of it is fair, because I'm I'm not going to say that there are no talented white podcasters, obviously. But we can also agree that a lot of times, just be, being on the mic and being white is enough. You know, sometimes I see the premise I'm for some of these podcasts, and I'm just like, uh, okay. And then you see them debut and they do numbers, and you're just like, uh, okay. I mean, you know. Ooh. Okay, (laughs) everything ain't for everybody, I guess. Mm. What's Mm. a genre, if any, that you don't see much of or at all that you would like to see more people get into?
0: (sighs) I know it's probably out there, but it's just never been on my radar. I would would love... I'm being very strategic on how I'm going to say this. I would love to hear from people are queer people of color doing X-Men podcasts i would love that i would very much each. Love, i would love that i, I would love to hear those stories from you know you know because you and i and nick we we didn't we did your 100th episode and we did an x-men um talk but there's so much lore with x-men i would love to see you know people of color again maybe all from the community do like a dedicated podcast whether it's a bi-weekly podcast or monthly podcast solely dedicated to the x-men whether it's the comic books the movies the television shows i would love that so i know it's super niche but i mean that's what i would like to see more of
1: i mean honestly i feel like it would pop because let me tell you (laughs) something if you tuned in to black gay twitter when the (laughs) x-men come up they are knowledgeable they will hit you with facts and they will hit you with gifts. okay (laughs) exactly they will have would video have, references. I, I they will have me. everything.
0: Yes. I would love to see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can see definitely see that. I'm going to repeat some of the stuff we've already talked about. So definitely true crime. I want to see more people of color and black people get into that. Um, more trans advocates and at- activists. I would love to have them have a bigger platform. And I will... Specifically, my niche would be people within the community, the LGBT community, black and whatever other of color, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. in positions of power with high visibility and with specific skill sets. I'm talking about doctors and judges, lawyers, things of that nature. Like, I would love to hear some of their voices in this podcast arena just to kind of see like what does your life look like what kind of struggles do you deal with what kind of microaggressions do you deal with as a, a doctor or a nurse like we know i know we hear about some of that stuff mm-hmm. but i would just like to kind of have it concentrated a little bit via podcast you know what i mean
0: right I would love a Judge Mathis podcast. I would would be here for that. I would.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah. You know what I would love specifically? I just thought about that since you mentioned judges. Like if there was like a limited series, kind of like an interview podcast of Mm -hmm. all of those black women judges that got elected this year in Houston. And maybe have a series like that where you get to kind of hear from newly elected officials, judges, politicians that are black. You know what I mean? Like, just see what's going on, what, what your head is. Kind of see if we can peel back some of the layers and not get some of those rehearsed answers. Which I think podcasts are very good for as well. You know, because the conversation I think goes on so long. After a while, it's hard to have that that script in your head of what I'm gonna say. Um let's get petty. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about this last time, but I want to see if you have any new ones or any ones that you want to reiterate. What are your podcast pet peeves? Triple P and I'm not talking about the charmed ones.
0: Ooh, podcast pet peeves. I absolutely abhor when People are, especially, it's, it's more so when it comes to pop culture, when they are strong and wrong. I'm like, do you fact check? You're volunteering your audience this information and you're dead wrong. I do not like that. That is my biggest pet peeve. No, that's my second biggest pet peeve. Still, my first biggest pet peeve is chewing or eating while you are doing the podcast, now I we said it earlier, I drink on my show. You never hear me sip on the show. You may hear the ice jingling, you may hear the you know, the ice jingling as I lift the cup, but you never hear me drinking. I hate it. Um, to so Kenya used to eat on her podcast, and I used to tell her, I was like, you have to stop that. That is the ghetto. Like, why are you eating on the podcast? Like, just the. Op- you just shouldn't be eating on the mic and you know she wasn't the only one there have been other people and I'm just like really you can't mute that or you can't edit that out or whatever I still hate when people eat on the mic and then another one is an unnecessarily long podcast like there are only certain people and I think I said this in the last show there are only certain people that I'm going to listen to an extra long episode um, a lot of y'all nuggets, y'all need to keep it under an hour and thirty minutes because you're you're dragging stuff that doesn't need to be on the show. Like in my mind, I'm editing and I'm like, this really could have been a 47 minute show, but you really need it two hours because of unnecessary banter because it doesn't connect with the audience, and I feel like that happens a lot of times when you know it's people that are like super close, you know, that. Have those day to days that well you could have had that off the mic you're on the mic now so you know change that up but yeah
1: that's it. Oof, that was a little spicy. I um, mean, she <laughs> you know she used to eat on the mic. I mean. Oh, I eat. wouldn't even talk about that specifically, but <laughs> that was um. spicy as well. Um, for me, and this is just I think the longer that I listen to podcasts, the more nuance I start to get. And maybe even nitpicky, but, I mean, I am the conductor of what goes into my ears. So, one pet peeve of mine is when you can tell that the hosts don't really have a strong rapport. Like, it's, well, it's almost like... Spicy, huh? Okay. <laughs> I'm serious, though, because <laughs> I've listened to shows where it's just like, do they... Do they know each other like (laughs) are they are they friends or are they just acquaintances because sometimes it does come across on the mic some people have the ability to have a conversation with anybody right and in some instances it's it's a little bit trickier you know what i mean like i'm not gonna sugarcoat it and sometimes people just don't have a good report and that's not to say that they are not good friends or that they don't have amazing conversations but that microphone changes things like you just said And Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe they do have an amazing rapport and it just does not come across. It does not translate. And that's a pet peeve of mine, not to say that you shouldn't be doing your podcast, do what you want to do. But as a consumer, I'm just like, "Eh, I'll go have that Fresca now. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. And then on the other side, (laughs) It, the same thing it's like sometimes the rapport is too strong and like you said things get drawn out because they're having such a good time with each other and that's enjoyable if i've gotten to the point where you know i rock with the hosts and and there's that relatability but then even with sometimes with with podcasts and hosts that i like it's like okay here's a topic And not even to be funny, you've said everything poignant within three minutes. And here we are 15 minutes later still talking about it. And the longer (sighs) they start talking about it, they start repeating the same things. And it's like, I get it. This is kind of like a natural conversation. But as someone who enjoys podcasts, I don't want to waste time listening to you talk in a circle because I'm trying to get to the next podcast. Right. Or it might be people that I like. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to get to the next topic. I want to hear what y'all have to say about the next thing. But we're, for some reason, we're on this merry-go-round with this one thing. right? And so that is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Um, Consistent inconsistency is a pet peeve of mine. Because I, I didn't think I was one of those people. I'm definitely one of those people. Like, I get to the point where I was like, I expect to hear certain podcasts. I expect them to be uploaded. I expect to be able to push play at some point. And I've even trained myself to kind of put in a buffer. So if I know your podcast comes out on Mondays, I may wait till Monday evening to see if it's there or even Tuesday morning. If, if it's not there by Tuesday morning, then I'm I like, OK, attacked. what the hell? You should feel attacked. OK, <laughs> I am definitely pulling your whole car. <laughs> you really
0: are I was like because you will text me. So is there an episode? Yeah, it's coming. Let's
1: because I'll be like I'll be so, Tuesday morning <laughs> or Wednesday morning. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to see what kind of drunken shenanigans John <laughs> is getting into. And then I go refresh my overcast seven times and I'm like, this mo- <laughs> this fool here, where's the episode, John? <laughs> I'm on his neck. Here he go at six o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm finishing recording now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, trash. stop Thanks. playing with me, John. Um another pet peeve that i recently kind of discovered i would say probably in the past six months i don't care for arrogant hosts and there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance we all know that okay beyonce told y'all he's so african and bold but the arrogance that comes across you know who i can give a good example of joe budden yeah, like that kind of arrogance where it's like the confidence I rock with, but then when you start getting arrogant, like, well, we sell out these arenas, y'all ain't doing these arenas like we doing. It's like, okay, see, now you lost me because now you unnecessarily taking shots and talking shit, and it's like, why? What's the point of that? Mm-hmm. And it's really using him as an example it's really crazy because it's like you would think someone who spent so long being blackballed would be a little bit more humble, but I mean, you know.
0: Tell the truth
1: niggas go nigg men go men i guess i don't know but yeah arrogant hosts you know when they start throwing up numbers in people's faces when they start taking shots at other podcasts over numbers or over awards or over who they had on their show it's just like <laughs> and i'm not saying not to talk your shit like listen if your your podcast is doing 100k uh, downloads a year please talk all of the shit but you can talk your shit and pat yourself on the back without downing the next podcast you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i've noticed that a lot of people don't know how to do that they don't know how to give themselves props without downing someone else and i don't like that In any respect, but definitely not in podcasting, especially not in the independent grassroots, whatever we call this. Like, ain't nobody making no money off of this? Are you paying your rent off of this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why so serious? (laughs) You know? And the last one is podcast apps that don't display show notes properly. And I'm... I'm looking directly at my microphone, pretending that it's the Spotify logo. I'm talking directly to you, Spotify. (laughs) Mm. As much shit as y'all talk about being, trying to be another podcast juggernaut, for my show notes to look like a run-on sentence (laughs) this far into the game, I'm like, how did Spotify let iHeartRadio beat them on the show notes front? I don't know. Because I just recently saw that out because I get my link from iheart radio for my show and i said oh look i said they finally got my notes lined up nicely the the links work and then i went to spotify and i said bitch i know you fucking lying (laughs) this paragraph when i have carefully tabbed and entered to make sure my show notes look nice and neat and pretty and then here you go just a jumbled mess so get it together spotify like you've changed the name of your app to include podcasts, put a little bit more effort into the podcast side, which is saying a lot because there is such an open lane. I think because Apple hardly cares about podcasts, you know, they just enjoy the success without having to put much effort into it. But imagine somebody with the resources and the power behind them, like Spotify to come in and be like, let's do this right. I would like to see it. I'm not seeing it, but I would like to. So that actually is a good segue into the last thing I'm going to talk about when it comes to podcasting. Let's talk about developments a little bit. So I don't know how close you have your ear to these podcast streets, but are there any developments that you're interested in or any companies that are doing something that you might be tracking to see when it's going to come to fruition, anything of that nature? honestly
0: no like i've been in this space where i'm just like i'm just gonna record put it out there and interact and just go back into my regular day-to-day routine um i said i want to be more you know aware of things in 2020 so right now i'm in this little low where i'm just like "Eh, i'm just here for the you know the day-to-day and then i'll check you know other things out later um hopefully i don't you know drop the ball on that but no honestly my my ears not only to the street you know the streets and everything and i'm just like eh, some things i'm just kind of oblivious to
1: yeah um i'm kind of the same again when i had more free time i was paying a little bit closer attention to this stuff and i've already talked about spotify but i am kind of looking to see what they do just because i do use that app not to listen but you know i go in and grab our links and i just kind of browse and see what things are looking like in there so i can see the eye starting to turn towards podcasting and i'm curious to see what spotify does i'm I'm also curious to see if any other big names are going to get deeper into podcasting
0: right
1: i was gonna say pandora but i'm not even sure if she's still with us Mm -hmm. um Mm title maybe see if title tries to do anything i think there's like some podcast i think the read is on title right i think but it's not like a widespread thing so i'd be curious to see and honestly i feel like that's a big lane and opportunity for title because imagine if title found a way to kind of do their podcast stuff the way that they do for their artists right like imagine a podcast app like spotify like title Trying to help the smaller podcaster make a little bit of money off of their content, kind of like how anchor does, but you know with better resources and stuff and a bigger footprint um let's look a little bit broader what direction do you see podcasting in general going in
0: i I don't know I think for the Ju- the juggernauts out there, I feel they may follow suit with the read and, and take it to television. Um, but outside of that, I don't know because someone had made a point that blogging used to be all the rage and then blogging kind of went, you know, fell to the wayside a little bit. I don't know with podcasting. I still think that it may soldier on, but I think that it may hit a wall. And I'm just honestly, I I try not to think of things in the future with podcasting. I honestly take it week by week. What about you?
1: Um, I, I do see podcasting in general continue, continuing to rise because it's starting to produce a sizable amount of profit and the more that companies start putting money into podcasting the more money that's going to come out of it i can see companies start trying to find a way to get their foot in the door and make some money like imagine some of these streaming platforms getting into podcasting imagine netflix getting into podcasting imagine being able to get on netflix and see premium content from one of your favorite podcasts Or a podcast being premium and launching On Netflix now that'll probably be For the celebrities people that they know will bring In numbers but just Imagine More arenas getting into podcasting Like I definitely see more Highs before it starts To kind of Trickle down Um, Because like you said there's a natural Progression of these things like Broadcast Radio is I Feel like on the decline and the morning shows are more popular than anything else that these radio companies or these radio stations have to offer you know what i mean like that it's the talk the the voice is is has the power right now and i think that there's still so much undiscovered terrain in this podcast game, that I'm curious to see what happens and and see what what we get. So let's wrap this up with the last question: What is on your podcast wish list? And when I say that you, I'm um, it could be specific podcasts, could be specific genre, or it could be features of podcast apps. Maybe you have a wish list for SoundCloud or something of that nature. What's on your podcast wish
0: list? Oh, podcast wish list. I wish that you could comment on app episodes for Apple Podcasts. And I wish, like you said earlier, I wish they would put more, detail, more thought and, you know, money behind it. I, I think that they have a great platform where they could really make it more interactive as far as, you know, seeing how many people like actual more real-life statistics like how many people downloaded something and you know what were the plays for that particular episode having to act like having like a pro app that goes with like pulses for soundcloud something like that for the content creators on apple podcast to see hey these are ways to track metrics these are ways to do this so that you can work on trying to get more visibility with your show that's on my wish list i think that's the only thing that's really on my wish list Yeah. And the just um with SoundCloud to kind of go over to that, like to be able to come out of an episode and go to another episode and be able to go back to where you were on that other episode, that would that would be it. Another small thing, but yeah. you know.
1: Um I agree. Um I don't deal with SoundCloud anymore, but I could probably go on a long <laughs> list about what I wish SoundCloud would do, I'll keep it more of a at a macro level. I would like to see SoundCloud, along with Apple Podcasts, like you said, put more into their podcast Now, Apple again, you have you already have it. You just need to dedicate resources to it. But for SoundCloud, I think that it's such a missed opportunity. And maybe with all of the issues that they were having, remember when we thought they were going to go out of business. They don't have the resources, but it's very curious to me that we're this far into the game with SoundCloud and with podcasting, and they haven't put more into the podcast side. Like it's still very much music oriented. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because, you know, it's the home of the SoundCloud rapper and singer, right. but this, it's also the home to a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of people giving SoundCloud $15 a month to host their podcast. And it's like, what is SoundCloud doing for the podcaster? Because Mm -hmm. everything that they roll out is for the musician. And then with Apple, just give a damn. (laughs) You know, like, let's start there with them. Like, please give a damn. Spotify, obviously the little thing that I mentioned earlier, get, get the show notes together. And I think that... If they did that and they featured more smaller podcasts, I think that Spotify would start to gain ground. But it's not really appealing to me, just like Apple Podcasts is not appealing to me, because all you do is amplify voices that are already amplified. All you do is push podcasts that are already popular And you don't really do a lot for the podcast that's not. And it's like, okay. I mean, I guess to be fair, one could argue, okay. But if you're a small podcast without a lot of listens, I guess you're not adding much to Apple Podcasts as far as, but specifically for Apple, as consumer-oriented as they want everybody to think that they are, it just makes more sense to me for them to put a little bit more effort into highlighting smaller podcasts because you never know. You might have your next juggernaut podcast. It's just that nobody knows about it. But if you do that and you put that effort into it and you shine that light on some of these other podcasts, then maybe, you know, we can start to get some more of these voices that we've been saying we want to see amplify because you never know. You never know. All it takes is that one person to listen, and, and things could happen. You know what I mean? So I definitely would like to see that. I would like to see more awards and recognition for smaller podcasts because there's a lot of small podcasts that have been rocking and rolling for years that are way more consistent than bigger podcasts with bigger platforms, and I feel like we deserve I feel like we deserve and then maybe it's like a for us by us type thing Mm -hmm. but I would like to see more avenues where it's like I could be recognized by my peers for my work without having to be a celebrity or without having to have amassed such a listenership that it can't be denied you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's it you know just give us I don't know how that would look but some kind of way i feel like if there's multiple awards for the same thing i eat music and tv and movies now there may be a hierarchy as far as the awards go but you still have you can have the same album win a grammy and win something from mtv and win something from bet you know what i'm saying like i would like to see that for podcasts as well and i think that's it any any other parting thoughts in regards to podcasting before we wrap this up? Um
0: no, I think we covered a lot. I think um this is a great continuation to our first conversation. So I think yeah, I don't have any parting thoughts really about podcasting.
1: Okay. Um my parting thought is going to be a word of encouragement if you will as much shit as i talk about whatever podcast i do or don't listen to i really want to take this opportunity to just encourage people like if you have an idea and you want to put your voice out there go for it you never know if you don't try now do i wish more people that tried would be a little bit more self-aware yes but that's a personal thing <laughs> but it's enough grits for everybody to eat So I definitely say if you have an an idea and you're able to do it, then then do it. Because you might be that voice that helps the rest of us get to where we want to be as far as podcasting goes. So I definitely want to encourage everybody, if you have an idea, find a way, flesh it out, try. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe you'll learn that, okay, maybe I don't want to do podcasting. Maybe I want to do videos. Maybe I want to do a vlog. I don't know. Maybe I want to do YouTube, which... YouTube apparently is, has turned into the complete ghetto, but that's a whole different conversation for another day. Try. That's going to be my word of encouragement as far as mm-hmm. the podcast uh, network and and podcast world. Just try. And I would say that even for people who are currently doing their podcasts, maybe for you it's try something new. Shake it up a little bit. But I think that's it. So John Salvatore Uh What who are you married to this these days?
0: Ah, well it's John Salvatore Dean. Um Kasim Dean, you may know him as a producer of Swiss beats, but yeah. You know, that's me. Mr. Okay. John
1: as long Dean. as it's not straight hand anymore so we don't have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Sword fight. Where can people find you and your show and all things that are the John Effect? um You can find the
0: show, The John Effect Podcast. I'm on most streaming. Well, let me take that back. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Overcast, Acast, and SoundCloud um not on yeah that's where i'm at you can follow me on twitter at underscore the john effect and that's it that's pretty much where i'm at in these podcast screens.
1: all right you guys check that out hopefully you enjoyed this podcast chat and i would encourage people if you have anything that you want to discuss if you heard something on here that you want to discuss Feel free to reach out to us. You know where to find me and you know where to find John on Instagram and on Zbird. Let's talk about podcasts. All right, you guys, that's going to wrap this show up. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening. Remember, you can chime in at any time. If you have thoughts on what you've heard, go ahead and sound off. Use the hashtag GaySidePod when you're live tweeting or posting about the show so that everyone can see that. You can also send in letters, compliments, show topic ideas, stories or whatever you may wish. I like to call it the Gay Side Mail, all of which can be sent to GaySideStories at gmail.com. Please go ahead and do that. Also, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five star rating. And if you really love the show and want to show some support, leave a review five stars as well. And make sure you're sharing this show with other people. Word of mouth is still the best way for podcasts like this one to reach more ears and get a bigger audience. So go ahead and tell someone that you love the podcast, friend, coworker, family, whatever the case may be. That is how we get more people to listen to these shows. And you know what? That's it love yourselves as always make sure you're protecting your walls or they will what crumble and i will be back next week